Chaotic Neutral, David Longo. As always, our Lord and Dungeon Master, Jamie Lawrence. And me, Richard Gray, your host this afternoon. Oh, Oh, they've turned already. (laughs) We're going to start this show off, and we'd like to thank you for joining us here in Good Games Hurstville at this time. We do sincerely hope you all enjoy the show, and please remember, people, no matter what you do to live, thrive and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. Are we good? Ready? Sit down already. (laughs) Showboat. Okay, are we ready to go? We're going. (sighs) Okay, all right. Place the ring and speak the oath. The oath. Everybody knows the oath. I, Hal Jordan, do solemnly swear to pledge allegiance to a lantern that I got from a dying purple alien. Spider senses are starting to tingle. Just hang on to your lariat. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into. And welcome to Behind the Panels, issue 140, the comic book show that's coming to you live from Good Games Hurstville on Free Comic Book Day. Can I get some of that noise? Oh. In this issue, we've got a bunch of free comics and we didn't have to torrent a single page. So it's Divergent, Secret Wars, Fight Club and more and what we've been reading. Then it's a live edition of John D's Geek-Related Challenge or something with an actual live John D. <laughs> oh. oh, come on. We can do better than that for John D. <laughs> Plus... Our kick-ass pick of the week, <laughs> Green Lantern Rebirth by Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skyver. This is Behind the Panels. was an actual disco song that used the Green Lantern Oath. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> you know what I forgot to do? You didn't introduce us at all. No, I'm Richard Gray. <laughs> I'm David McVeigh. Dave Longo. And I'm Jamie Lawrence. I, I covered that before, I'm sure. <laughs> it's because you did the intro, which you don't normally do. <laughs> <laughs> this is our 140th episode, so I think we're a tweet now. What? We're a tweet. We've got enough characters to do a tweet. Oh. <laughs> A full tweet. <laughs> Sorry, a bit slow on the updates. No, he's from America. He, he has to be forgiven. Oh. Uh, we've got a whole lot of free comics here. This is Free Comic Book Day, of course, the day the comics industry promotes itself. If you haven't checked it out already, uh, for those of you live here uh, in the audience, there is a table full of free comics just over near the counter there. So make sure you grab something before you go. Those of you at home, I'm sorry you've missed out. 
Um, <laughs> we're open uh, till nine tonight. They might not miss out if they hurry. But remember <laughs> to keep applying the lotion. I'm pretty as sure we you'll find a say. bunch of them in some bins outside of the shops the next day. I have um, a whole box of last year's. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're all futures end, aren't they, Dave? <laughs> The afternoon's growing long and the piles are growing short, though. That's uh, true. So, it's uh, been really big here. I, I don't know how we can get more people in than we already have here. <laughs> we, ha- we have a full room in here today. Jamie, thank you once again for hosting us here Anytime. at Good Games Hurstville, our, our dungeon master and sponsor of oh, this here, episode. Oh, quick. Make a charisma check. Oh, hang on. Charisma check. Uh, it's, it's a six. Okay, you're still entertaining. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is about the time of the show where uh, I like to look back because Green Lantern has been around for a while and he's been facing Sinestro at least since the late 70s. <laughs> look, time is running out. Yes, I know. I've got to know where I'm supposed to go. Very simple, pussycat. The answer, my friend... Is in your palm. You have. Oh, oh, that's a very interesting ring that you have there. This will have to come off. Wait a minute. You're wearing a very unusual ring too. That can only mean one thing. We're engaged. You're not a gypsy. Who? You're Sinestro. Right. Green lanterns. In the brightest day, in the darkest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. Not bad. How do you like this one? Mary had the little lamb to fleece as white as snow. Everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Go for your power, Ring Sinestro. Aha! I don't what? know. That was that was the Justice League thing from 1979. Was that that live game show oh, thingy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was, oh. one of the, that was one of their high-quality pre-records. That All that, that I heard <laughs> was that the answer's in your palm. <laughs> I, I can't believe that he didn't rhyme Fleece is White as Snow with Sinestro. What was yeah. it? What yeah. a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to apologise to people here that that speaker sounds a little bit buzzy. So for those of you listening at home, you won't notice a damn thing. Uh, but... Apologies, particularly for you, John, who is sitting immediately <laughs> under the speaker. Quick, everyone, talk to the right. <laughs> so, if you if you lose your hearing as a result of the show, we have no responsibility behind the panel takes no responsibility for the loss of hearing as the result of this show. Or last week, where David Longo gave one of the longest versions of Avengers. I'm not doing it, man. Age we, <laughs> oh. we, we're not topping that at, one. Look at the disappointed looks on the children's faces. <laughs> would anybody like to volunteer John's to happy. do it? <laughs> would, would anybody like to do an Age of Ultron? Anyone? No, no. <laughs> well, thanks, kids. Um, we've got a lot of... What, Free Comic Book Day, of course, is about promoting comic books, and we've read a lot of them this week, so it's time for a little bit of what we've been reading. We did. We read between so many lines this week. Uh, the first book we're going to talk about is this one, and there's plenty of copies of these left over there, Divergence, which is DC Comics' uh, free giveaway thingy. And it is what's happening. Their current big event is Convergence. It's going on at the moment in DC Comics. And that is basically all of the different universes they've ever had coming together for the first time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Notice the excitement in my voice over this. What was was really remarkable about this book was Gordon with a mohawk. Yeah, you've got Commissioner (laughs) Gordon with a mohawk in a mech. 
So Can I just uh, say that I love how this comic has to start with a whole page of text, a letter from Dan DeDio and Jim <laughs> Lee promising you that it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> like, read this first, please. Dan DeDio is all class. I don't know what class, but he is all he's, class. He's all class. <laughs> expect I, the unexpected, but he's just given us a letter of what to expect. What to so expect. I don't know. There's I more words the, in this letter than the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> the highlight of this book has to be the third chapter, which is basically the preview of Justice League, yeah. by giving us a Wonder Woman story, which was actually yeah. not too bad. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. But the Batman story was, what the hell? Yeah. By the way, if anyone wants to take photos and tweet them, hashtag is panels live. There you go. Just, just throw one out there for a bit of fun. Can I just say, if you, um, there's free stories in this comic book, and if you put the title of each of these comic books together, you get The Rookie Exposed the Other Amazon. <laughs> Do you think there's a secret message in all of these three comic book day books? I think Just you have to read every them. second word. And the, the best one in here is by far the, the Wonder Woman story. It was good. It was pretty good. It's where you've got a like basically Darkseid's daughter. It's, it's the origin story, really, of that. And that's really, really cool. And you've got three people sitting on stage reading comics now. This is the most fascinating audio radio. you've okay, ever seen. Right. Let's move on to Secret Wars. Secret Wars is Marvel's <laughs> big event, which is identical in every way to DC's major event, <laughs> in that it's a whole bunch of different uh, universes fighting each other. Except seems. I liked it. Except you liked <laughs> it, and I'm, I'm a little lukewarm on this one. Can, I actually, I, can uh, I actually just throw some spoilers out there for this one? That's which was, fighting stuff. Yeah, I was about to say, that's my problem with that spoiler page that you just showed. Basically, two worlds are about to collide and destroy themselves. Yes. And so they're trying to escape from our world, and the answer for the other one is to attack. <laughs> but the worlds are both about to be destroyed. Why would they attack? It's just... it's. So badly written. Does Marvel not want people <laughs> reading their comics this year? It's That's like, why it's you know free. What? Not only do they frame it with the Future Foundation, who are the worst thing Jonathan money. Hickman has ever written, but then it's like an entire team of Wesley Crusher, yeah. basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically sitting there saying the worlds are about to end. Let's attack each other. Yeah. Like, what? We're going to have to fight our way out. The last line of the book. You said they go, why? <laughs> I, I don't want to spend too much time on this one. The all new, all different Avengers and flip side of it is the uncanny in humans. This, this made up for the other one. Yeah, yeah. This is really good. This is, this is kind of the kicking off of this sort of a preview of what they've got coming. Uh, it's quite cool. And I suspect that all the inhuman stuff is tying in with what they're doing with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the well, moment. Well, let's face it. The so. inhumans are Marvel doing away with the X-Men and coming up with something yeah, that's yeah. similar to them because they don't have the rights Maybe to the X-Men on screen. Yeah. So this is going to be their big push for film X-Men because they don't actually have the real X-Men. But, but you know that Avengers... Is, has anyone seen Age of Ultron here? Yeah? Yeah? Cool. You I know the I just Avengers... can't get used to you saying it that way, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> At least get a little one. <laughs> nope. Uh, you, know the, you know the Avengers Assemble joke oh, at Dave, the end. Dave, you're disappointing right? us. I thought I'd kill the live show in the air. <laughs> the Avengers Assemble joke at the end of that is basically in feature form here. So yeah. it's them just keeping making that. I really want to talk about Fight Club, yes. which is the sequel. <laughs> First rule, man. First rule. But I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on. No, That's the, enough. Uh, right. No, actually, I really enjoyed that this. That was perfect, actually. We yeah. should move on. Yeah. <laughs> Fight Club 2 is coming out. Actually, I don't want to spoil any of it, but what I do want to talk about... It's the best book that came out this whole free comic I really liked day, it. I Although I it disagree with good. you. The Goon. Because the Goon really was actually my favourite book that came out. Really uh, This good. was the second half of the Fight Club book. This took me completely story. off guard, and I just thought, 
that was just an <coughs> awesome story. I want to go back and read Goon yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Because we're really enjoying Eric Powell's uh, other book at the moment, which is uh, Big uh, Little Big Man. Yeah. Big Man Plans. Big Man Plans, sorry. Big Man Plan. Big Man. The Dustin Hoffman film. <laughs> 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 the comic book adaptation. Def- definitely, definitely a comic book. Uh, I, I liked Fight Club, but I want to actually just give uh, some props to Dark Circle mm. Comics. That, their little sampler is just knock your socks off good. This is good. Like Archie Comics, you think you know Archie Comics. Their Dark Circle stuff at the moment is off the hook because they did uh, Afterlife with Archie, which gave us a taste of what a dark Archie could look and like. And the new it's, Archie's coming as well, which and the new is, Archie, um, uh, Mark Wade and Fiona Staples, Fiona Staples yeah. which is just looking amazing. But this, this one point. is, the stuff they're doing with Dark Circle is amazing. Yeah, just really fantastic superhero stuff, really classic. Yeah. They yeah. held out on me. I didn't get that book. So. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie didn't share that one. Would you one. like to read it now? Yeah. I got one. <laughs> uh, anyone heard of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Woo! Yeah, because uh, that's a thing. And uh, <laughs> no, this one this is actually good. It's kind of like because they really want you to. The IDW series at the moment is meant to be really good, um, and they're, they're, they've got just an exclusive contract with Turtles now and Kevin Eastman. But this is—it's uh, a jumping-on point. This is a real the, the free comic book day. Have you got copies of this left over there, Jamie? Oh, yeah, I think I've got a few. I was yeah. really happy that they were brave enough to just sort of throw you in and accept that you know the Turtles. But what I loved about it was Are you they also this gave on the regular, you the first. Jamie? Are you reading this on the regular, right? No, no, I haven't been. I haven't actually, but I'm no. going to go back and catch up on some of the trades. Yeah, right. yeah, I've been hearing they're doing cool. some stuff at the moment, like they've actually yeah. killed Leonardo and Donatello. 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 I think he's in a coma, isn't he? Or the actual, is he? The actual he's transferred his consciousness into a robot turtle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is in huh. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with this book, uh, if you haven't been, if you haven't been reading Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first ten pages are basically a recap of everything that's happened, and you're ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> so. they're turtles and they have ninja powers. <laughs> <laughs> and how old are they? <laughs> Roughly? <laughs> According to the Michael Bay one, they're just Ninja Turtles. Cool. Now, before I threaten to pull out another chord this month, um, the tick. <laughs> the tick! <laughs> can, can I get a round of spoon, please? Come on, everyone say spoon. Spoon! Beautiful. <laughs> it's right there on the cover. Uh, this is actually... I really love this. Did you get a chance to read this? Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did? Yeah. yeah. It's so, like it's, it gets the voices perfectly. I'm a gets, tick fan from... Yeah. I'm just still back. laughing how we've got an audience that we can turn a mic to and they'll just do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> Let, rephrase that, Dave. <laughs> Everybody pull down their pants now. I, actually, <laughs> I was leaving that hanging. I actually did it. <laughs> Somebody was talking to me earlier today Don't. about about the tick book, and they were saying that literally everything in their head was Patrick Warburton. Yeah, you know, it really it, comes. You could hear strongly. his voice yeah. all the way through this. It, it, it's really good, and and there, there's two stories in here, a main story and one that kind of fills you in on a lost moment in the tick's history. That's actually yeah. that's brilliant. And it, it, is it is just it's hilarious. His unconscious body being dragged around the city. It's brilliant, and. There is also the Hobo Cops in here, which <laughs> needs to be yeah. seen to be believed. And oh, I love it. Really great. If there's copies left there, go I and think, grab I them. think my favorite line in this, though, is when Arthur is packing his bag. He says, why are you packing clothes? You never change out of your costume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, there's a book here. I want to talk about this quickly. This is uh, Stan Lee's Chakra. Sorry. Stan Lee's Chakra, <laughs> The Invincible. Uh, but it's, it's the Stan- best comic ever made. It's got... Chakra the Invincible, created by Stan Lee and two other guys, and written by two other guys again. 
I'm thinking Stanley didn't have a lot to do with this book. <laughs> you know, someone See, said, Stan, sign this. Yeah, whatever you want. I'll just, I just, just sign this. And then here's a check. Off his one, you know, Excelsior. <laughs> and off he went. Well, I think you're probably 100% right. It yeah. actually did feel like a Stanley story. <laughs> it does. It's, like, it's very sort of. If Stanley was born in old India. school superhero, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, if Stanley if, if Stan had heard of India and never been there. Yeah. But read the Wikipedia entry. Maybe he did. This, is, <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty accurate, I think. Uh, but it wasn't a bad book. It's, not, it's actually it's a good all ages fun book. But so I gave my son. It's a little didactic. I gave my son, who is seven, all the all ages books to look at, yeah. and and his pick was this next one, Terrible Lizard, which this was fun. This is Cullen Bunn. It's so good. The hell yeah, I didn't get this one either. Sorry. The pitch for this book <laughs> is uh, a young girl brings dinosaurs back to the earth and can speak to them telepathically, and that's pretty much all you need to know. It's it's, it's really it good really fun. good. And, and speaking of dinosaurs, the other book that's out is <laughs> Jurassic Strike Force Five, <laughs> with dinosaurs in full mech suits, basically eating tacos. What else could you want? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many we could talk about. We should talk about this one here, the bad guys. Because the uh, author is in the house. The author is in the house. Luke, give us a shout. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. We're talking about your book. Uh, your book. And uh, this is, of course, Luke Lancaster, a classic superhero name if ever I heard one. Uh, Come and grab a mic. So uh, Luke's a local, and um, this is uh, his first comic project. So give us the elevator pitch for your book. Uh, it's called The Bad Guys. It's a heist movie with supervillains. Perfect. And it if was awesome. To, if you, it, was, it was really awesome, and I really loved the art. Who did the art in this? It was... Uh, uh, guys named Orlando Casido. Yep. He worked on Archer. Excellent. Yeah. Wow. It, it looked... It's a really high-quality book. You can grab a free Comic Book Day copy on the counter up there for those of you here. For those of you listening at home, where can you get hold of your stuff? Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. We're at facebook.com forward slash thebadguyscomic. We're also at thebadguyscomic.com. Yep. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at LG Lancaster. Awesome. There's your plug, sir. Thank and, you. And, and from my understanding, there's going to be a now, Kickstarter can up and coming steal me soon, a copy? so we'll give you more information about that when uh, we come look, to it. Yeah, we'll be we'll be sharing that on our social media, Good Game Toastville, Excellent. and uh, I'll be sharing that with you guys because it's really good. Sounds awesome. As I said, can somebody run up and steal me a copy? <laughs> the the only other one I really want to mention, unless you guys want to talk about something crushing, uh, the the 2000 AD book uh, is just phenomenal. It's just. So it's got it's got about half a dozen short stories in here showcasing a whole bunch of artists. Really high quality book. Got got to give a big nod to them. They do a quality book every year. This is Judge Dredd as the lead story. Of course, and you know what you're getting into there. It was just so a nice what, little anthology, wasn't it? It, yeah. it is a nice book. I mean, my I only it. other shout out goes to Street Fighter. Street it's Fighter, just a really, actually, really well written little story. It's just a round from one fighter to the next to the next to the next, looking at sort of a philosophy of fighting, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, I just want to throw a shout out to another book as well, <laughs> yeah. which is Steampunk Goldilocks. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in this, we've got Steampunk Goldilocks and Steampunk uh, Little Miss Muffet, who are actually agents working for the Big Bad Witch, who go into to raid the uh, three bears. <laughs> What's in the bowl, David? <laughs> it is a very strange read. Nice. Can I just give a shout out to the Phantom because he always needs one. He, he is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he needs as much help as he can get. Uh, the Phantom is older than Superman and Batman and still kicking ass. He's yeah. doing well. He, he might be a little racist, <laughs> but he's, he's okay. There's a Doctor Who comic. The most exciting thing about that is that they're promising a crossover between the 10th, 11th and 12th Doctors in comic form in the next couple of months. So if that's something you're into, which I am very much into, uh, go check that out. 
go and give uh, a look at the Boom Studio stuff because they've got amazing stuff. There's a Snoopy comic in there. There's a mouse guard in there, which is amazing. Uh, there's a whole lot of short stories, uh, including Lumberjanes, which is one of the hot indie books at the moment. Uh, go on. This one's all about freedom of speech. It's the uh, Comic Book League Defence Fund. Go check them out online. Very, very awesome. Lots of different artists and writers have contributed to that. If you um, like a good space opera, yeah. you could actually go for Tales of Honor, which is actually the beginning of Volume 2. And I've never heard of this book, but I actually really enjoyed it. It's just a straight space tale. We've got a, a ship, we've got space pirates, we've got all sorts of action happening. Really good art, really clever story. And was the Avatar one any good? Uh, it was just a continuation of the show, so it's cool. better than, it's better than uh, M. Night Shyamalan's film. And SpongeBob? <laughs> Was that any good? Uh, now, Dave and I had some thoughts on SpongeBob. SpongeBob? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, the SpongeBob comic. Not to bury the leader or anything. Uh, basically, the SpongeBob comic has the same problems that the Bob's Burger comics has, the Simpsons comics, which is they're made to be animated film or animated shows, so they're sadly, sadly missing the voices. And so mm. you sit there and you read them and you go, yeah, but part of the humor comes from their voices, from the animation, and they don't quite work in comic book form. No. No, I found yeah. that with the Bob's Burgers comic yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Krabby Patties! Hey! <laughs> nice. But hey, let's, let's You're acknowledge... You made up for the Age of Ultron thing right there. Let's acknowledge what is amazing here, and that is that all these publishers have gone to the trouble of getting these books out yeah. free to Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is like... These are all tasters, but all these books come out monthly, and you can get them digitally as well if you don't want, like me, stacks of boxes uh, stacking up your room. But digital comics, get them on your iPad. David McVeigh loves putting comics on his iPad. Sometimes he reads them too. <laughs> I just realized that the hat with the ravel tickets has fallen over. <laughs> oh, so it's a free So carry on the show without me for a minute. <laughs> all right, because we're going we're gonna to need you for the section because it's time for... I've been watching you. A la 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 long. A la 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 long, 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 long. I guess Go. I can't leave just yet. <laughs> <laughs> We've been uh, watching a whole lot of stuff this week. Who is watching The Flash right now? <laughs> Who is watching The Flash, Flash right, right now? now. <laughs> there you go. Who watched it this week? Yes. Yes, it was good, wasn't it? Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it was awesome this week. There was, I don't know where... They, they've got like three episodes left. I don't know where we go. Can I just say, stay for the record, that by the time this episode comes out, <laughs> uh, it'll be just in time for you to know that the next episode of The Flash is... Gorilla Grodd. Oh. Uh, so next and the, episode the is teaser all images Gorilla they've done for Grodd are just stunning. <laughs> How good does he look? I live in an age where Gorilla Grodd is on TV. Absolutely. That's brilliant. Can oh, we yeah. hear it for Gorilla Grodd? <laughs> John D, who, who is, is quickly losing his microphone rights, is just <laughs> shaking his head in the front, just going, no, no. No, no grod for me. Um, what was it Ryan K. Lindsay said about the CW? It's like, I don't watch a show with abs. Yeah, no. <laughs> Ryan Lindsay, who we had a couple of weeks ago, said, I'll start watching Arrow when they start marketing it to me. At the moment, it's wall-to-wall abs. And it's really just not my demographic. I'm sorry. You know. Ah, spoken no. by... There we go. We have, we, our female member of the audience is saying that's the appeal. appeal. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now we know the demographic. <laughs> All right, boys, shirts off. <laughs> they don't want to see my 15 pack, all right? <laughs> they said abs, not one pack. pack. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what else we watched this week? We, mentioned, we watched Arrow, of course. How's he going to get out of that one? 
Uh, they really have written themselves into a corner. They have. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get out no, of it. Hey, we've got more. We've, we've, we've got a former guest in the house. Mary Amber's up the back. And there. she's cosplaying. And Round she's of going, applause. Woo! Come on, you can do better than that. There we go. We have Supergirl. And Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> wow. Uh, what a scoop. Um... <laughs> We, well, we, watched Agents of Shield. we watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. Look, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was way, way far behind on, and I binged it out this week to catch up. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did, because the last four episodes kicked butt. Because <laughs> we, we watched last, this week's episode together yeah, last yeah. night in each other's arms. It's how we most watch most TV shows, just kind of snuggled up. It's like a big pillow, this one. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but it's really good. The inhuman stuff. The thing is, because we all got Age of Ultron before the U.S., this is the episode that actually leads in to Age of Ultron and, I think and explains the opening Minor sequence. spoilers, but I think when they say, it's time to call the Avengers, you go, yeah. yes! <laughs> what do you reckon they've got, like, a, a, a mobile number for them <laughs> that has text them, Avengers Assemble? Dave, <laughs> are you feeling a little left out here? I don't watch these shows. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to snuggle and watch some Star Trek? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Snuggle. It's a group snuggle after the show, everyone. We'll just put it on, bring it up on the big screen. No, I'm getting a lot of shaking heads. For that it's like, no. No, thank so you. So basically you're saying that all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did was like, here's how they get to the Avengers. Yeah, but there was an invisible plane as well. <laughs> here's where Nick Fury left the keys, right? <laughs> Do you know what I watched it this week? So I watched Avengers. Age of Ultron. He's still not doing it. Oh. <laughs> Breaking my heart, he, man. Bl- he blew his load last maybe, week. <laughs> maybe we'll do one at the end. What do you think? Yeah, okay. We'll, yeah. we'll do one at the end. Just that, that was all right, that movie. Seems John's not happy. <laughs> we should also point out that the, radio, the, the announcer guy, so not in the actual episode, but the announcer guy at the end of this week's S.H.I.E.L.D. saying what's coming up next week, basically said, find out more about the Inhumans. Next week on S.H.I.E.L.D. So he's actually named the Inhumans now, which is lovely because we're yeah. leading to that film. So... Uh, I don't know, as a geek, I got very excited. Yeah, I, I was there. I was cuddling up next to you. you yeah, I know. And you know I got excited. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week in Geek News, it's time. As soon as I adjust my volume on this, because I realized I left it down from last week, it's time for some news headlines. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale will finally relaunch Captain America White in September after a seven-year hiatus. Wrestler CM Punk will co-write an ongoing Drax series for Marvel set to kick off later this year. 20th Century Fox is developing a sequel to Kingsman The Secret Service. No creatives have been announced yet. No Oxfords, no brogues either. The next Wolverine film has hired Michael Green, who previously wrote the Green Lantern film in 2011, and Smallville as its screenwriter. Not fired. Daniel Brühl has confirmed that he will play Helmut Zemo in Captain America Civil War. Meanwhile, Chris Evans has indicated that Avengers Infinity War will shoot both parts back-to-back in 2016. Not quite the same, dude. No. Robot Chicken has announced a third DC comic special called Friendship is Magic. <laughs> There's our next Age of Ultron. Uh, Toei Animation has announced that they are working on a brand-new Dragon Ball series called Dragon Ball Super, which is set to debut in Japan in July this year. And I'm sure there'll be cards for it soon. Yes. Look at that. And a tie-in game, and there'll be all sorts <laughs> of Look at things. that. You don't do it for one episode, and he tries to replace you. 
I know. Friendship is magic. Oh, that's what I wanted. Thank you. Dave's not here. Uh, <laughs> can I just say on this that we we that? <laughs> we've got we've got Captain America White coming out as well as Frank Miller's The Master Race. <laughs> like, like, what is going on? Is this what the whole convergence divergence is really about? It's actually white supremacy. Yes. It's like you know what? That's We're making a lot of the money. New Let's just supremacy. <laughs> Make a lot of money. Let's just be racist. <laughs> the all new, all white Marvel now. <laughs> well, look. As long as you're picking on a minority, you're going to get the majority market, right? Oh. <laughs> you're like, I think we should get black out of the Black Panther name. I think. <laughs> oh man. Oh, is that the way it's going to go? DC does white. It'll Marvel just be Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Panther the movie does not sound quite the same. <laughs> oh, dear kittens, it's time you know for... It's, true. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's true. I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to do the... I've lost... Where's my notes? Right here. Thank you. They're, they're my notes, actually. They were yours. Sorry for snatching now them Now I can have mine did. back. Um, <laughs> we're going to do something I've never done before, which is do the pick of the week. Intro live. Oh well, God. see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny. <laughs> it's the pick of the week. Hal Jordan was said to be the greatest lantern of them all until he was corrupted and transformed into the evil Parallax. Years after finding redemption as the Spectre, events are set in motion that would lead to a restoration of the cosmic order. Written by Jeff Johns with art by Ethan Van Skyver, this is the return of a hero. This is Green Lantern Rebirth. Give it up for Jeff Johns. And that's far more content from the 2011 Green Lantern film than anybody's ever wanted since 2011. The return of a hero. The return of a hero. The return of a schmuck. Oh, so you're playing your hand fairly early. Yes. I'll, put it out there. I'll put it out there right now. Do you know, little, little known I'm fact, sitting back for this one. Uh, Green Lantern Rebirth was originally called Green Lantern Return of a Schmuck. <laughs> little known fact. People don't know that. People don't know that. Uh, All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get a okay. temperature of the room here. Okay. So, so those who actually think that Green Lantern is Hal Jordan, cheer right now. Woo! <laughs> those who think it's Carl Rayner, cheer now. That's one against everybody else. <laughs> oh, come on, some love for John Stewart. <laughs> one more. Guy Gardner? <laughs> Alan Scott? <laughs> How about the goddamn Batman? <laughs> oh, look, for those of you who don't know the history of this book, basically, back in 1994, DC decided much like uh, JD here, that, that, that Hal Jordan was not the greatest land in the world and they wanted to replace him with somebody else. So they, they, rather than just killing him off, they killed off everybody in his home city, sent him a little bit mad... Turned him into power, and he started slaughtering other lanterns, and 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 got a little stabby with the the guardians. All the rings on. All the rings. He blinged out, went mad, and you know they they sent out one ring. Kyle Rayner replaced him. They kind of fanboys weren't too happy about this, but so in '96 there was Final Night where he saved the sun, uh, which I you know we all do once a week no, yeah, every course, now because yeah. it's like that's how I redeem myself. He became the Spectre effectively during the Day of Judgment uh, arc 
And then fans were still not happy about that. It's because Hal Jordan, they wanted well, him back. because nobody knows who the bloody Spectre is. No, well, that's true. <laughs> got him play up there. So eventually, Jeff Johns decided they're going to bring him back. So they got Jeff Johns to write this six-issue miniseries, which led to eight years or nine years of Jeff Johns' Green Lantern comics. And, and I can see some love down the front here. Because he's wearing a blue lantern shirt, let's face it, yeah. And a, and a blue lantern ring. He might actually be a blue lantern, we're not entirely sure at this point. Um, but he, he, he brought this back, massive thing, which finally ended, I think, last year. Uh, With the New 52, So yeah. amazing was this run that when DC rebooted their entire universe, he was like, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> this is my book. And, um, and then, as the, as the final nail in the coffin, basically, when he left... He decided to outline the next 10 years or 20 years of Green Lantern and say, follow that, bitches. He was like, drop mine. Back in the face to everyone who ever needs to write Green Lantern. Yeah. (laughs) What did Johns do? What would Johns do? That's that's, that's on my screen at all times. What did Johns do? WGJD. It's got to be one of the most amazing runs in comics ever, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, look, we're going to play our hand early and say this is an amazing book. Um, it's, It's... a redemption story, really, because it, it's kind of like, okay, Hal Jordan killed a lot of people, so how do we bring him back and redeem him in the eyes of the audience? You know, so uh, some, is someone else going to talk, or is this going to be me? A clever move is basically making it so that he was possessed. Yeah. So by removing Parallax from him, they can actually say it wasn't his fault. Because this has been this thing with Green Lantern for years. It's like, uh, you've got a yellow impurity in the ring, so it's like... My ring works on everything except the colour yellow, <laughs> which was always a really dumb thing in Greenland. Originally, uh, when it, originally when it was written a long time ago, though, was he had an impurity against wood. No, that was the original that, Green Lantern. That's original Alan Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Scott, yeah. Look, I, I want to clarify. So yellow wood was right out. I really want to clarify <laughs> right here. Out. I love this book. I love John's run. I think John's an amazing writer. But Hal Jordan himself, yeah. is, he has a weapon that can do anything and he creates boxing gloves and mallets. But I Nothing actually, but boxing gloves and mallets but, time after time. But what boxing I love... Yeah. And tread, tread carefully around boxing gloves. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I love about that, though, is that in this particular book, they actually address that. They talk about the different constructs that they make. They yeah. talk about why he only creates it, because he's, he's about that, that precision element of just going in for the punch. He's you know sure a fighter pilot. Sure thing, and, and I get that, but that makes him the most boring character in the world. Well, he did make a racetrack in the movie. Oh, sorry, we don't talk about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, Kyle was such a breath of fresh air. And whether you, whether you were a fanboy and appreciated it or not, the fall of Hal and the rise of Kyle was just such an amazing time. Because there was such a 90s thing to do. legacy heroes. Make him a comic book artist, that's you know, because right. that's cool. There was, there was Kyle. <laughs> it's a great idea, Wally too, when Hal. you think about the constructs. Like, a yeah. comic book artist, like, of course. Like. There was Wally as Hal. There was um, Connor as Green Arrow. And the, yeah. the whole uh, new... Uh, guy, John Paul Valley as Batman. Briefly. Mm. Yeah. Briefly, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, especially... And then you had Grant Morrison doing JLA, where Jean was mentoring yeah. Wally and, and, and Kyle. And it was beautiful. It was such a good time to be reading comics. And then this happened, and I actually felt bad because it felt like it was closing a chapter on something I really, really loved. But but Kyle's story doesn't end here. He's Definitely actually not. gone on. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, with this. I mean, but in, in retrospect, Jamie, do you feel the same way? In retrospect, I still think Hal's trash, yeah. Okay, right. Huh. Yeah. I've, I've never liked him much. Well, we'd I like, like to thank well, Jamie I'm for leaving. joining us <laughs> on Behind the Panels today. Uh, JD, get up here quickly. <laughs> no, look, it's, it's interesting story. I mean, the thing is... But the book's amazing. It's an amazing book because they, they explain this... We are talking about the yellow thing before. Mm. They explain this away by saying that 
uh, Hal Jordan wasn't actually a bad person. He was just possessed by Parallax, which was new information for which us. Which was a creature that was living in the was battery. living in the battery ring that they charged their lantern thingies up with. Yeah. It's technical term. It made term. so much <laughs> sense. You know, I, sense. I really yeah. like that. You know, it's, yeah. it's like of all the things that they could have written in yeah. the 60s that we would never be able to explain, green doesn't work on yellow. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a retcon, but it was one that had just never been explained anyway, so he could, you know... That's right. And it was Jeff Johns really looking at the character as he stood and going, well, what can I add to that? It's something he did with The Flash as well. With The Flash Rebirth, he, he brought in the concept of the Speed Force, and that's why... You know, and see, every, if you want to yeah. draw that contrast, yeah. it felt like such a wonderful thing when Barry Allen came back. Yeah. And, and you know, that really was wonderful to see. Real I just Flash left that open, didn't I? Yeah. Um, and, and this book, yeah, it, it is a great book. I really like it. I really like the explanations. But I'm just still sad that Hal is back. Okay, so I'm getting from you you don't like Hal Jordan. I think, I think we can put a pin How'd on that. How do you feel about Baz? <laughs> oh, that's right. There was Baz. There was Baz. What happened and then they to Baz? Out. Does Baz? anybody know what happened to Baz? No. Baz had a good moment. Yeah. Baz, not Baz Luhrmann. Baz the Green Lantern. Imagine yeah, Baz that. Baz was the Green Lantern. The last Baz Luhrmann's Green Lantern. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that film. <laughs> He'd be a dancing queen. Come on. Come what may? <laughs> Don't make me sing. As long as the mask is in CGI, then I'm okay. <laughs> Back to the book. Uh, um, no, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> no, this, this this is just full of cool moments. It's a blockbuster movie. At one point, Green Arrow gets his ho- gets hand on a ring. And makes an arrow out of... It's the one thing, and you realise how yeah, yeah. much of a struggle it is to be a Green Lantern because Arrow manages to get one, one arrow, arrow yeah. out, and Which that's is all cool. can do. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the backup, the whole backup ring with The with backup Holly. ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's cool. That was cool, yeah. I mean, it was it's, a nice throwback to the 70s stuff. and yeah. that, that Just going back to that, it's that attention to details that I loved about John's writing, the idea that he explains that it is... It is hard to use a ring. It is it is hard to put yourself in that position, and these people are special that they have Sorry, been selected. I just looked up and I got Red Hood just staring straight at me <laughs> through this mask, and it just freaked He's me. He's disappointed out. we're not doing a Red Hood story. Ixnay on the Red Hood. All right? You know what I really love about this book, though, Sinestro. Sinestro, Sinestro's, just yeah. from the first moment, he becomes the most menacing villain that you have ever Cause, seen. Because Sinestro could very easily turn into like a cat-stroking villain. Because he, he's, he's even not, got the moustache. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he should be tying damsels to train tracks in the, in the 1890s, going, I'll get you, Jordan. I'll get you good. <laughs> That's how he should have been portrayed in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, I mean, Sinestro is he's pure menace. Um, yeah. And, all this leads into the Sinestro core and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all of it. And, and yeah, John's nails him. We should say, yeah, because this, this is a, a book that sort of ends with still a lot of distrust because you've still got Batman who's Batman, like, Jordan, yeah. you're still on probation. You still and murdered a lot of people, yeah. yeah you know, look, <laughs> you're back, I'm kind of okay with that, but no more murder, okay? It's just, just, just I easy, easy love, on that. I actually do easy love that explanation, though, as well. <laughs> I love the explanation that Batman and, and Hal Jordan have never liked each other, and yeah. the, the explanation that it's because Batman relies on fear and Jordan was never scared of him. Yeah, he's, you know? Which then really he's got man picked up in the fear. And without fear. Well, the New 52 relaunch of Justice League, that's like the first, yeah. the first point in the whole story is Green Lantern and Batman meeting and not liking each other. Yeah. Well, Green Lantern meeting Batman and saying, you're real? Yeah. <laughs> and Batman saying, can you turn down the light? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this, this is just in one of those books where it's like every 
chapter of it has like an amazing blockbuster moment. There is. It's like if you're, you're watching a TV show that in every episode something giant happens and you go, okay, ne- next episode, please. John's, John's sense of cinematography is amazing. Like, yeah. And, and the art. The greatest I mean, single oh, look, panel. We honestly can't go <laughs> yeah. past the number of splash pages that are just poster worthy. And it's like normally when there's that many splash pages in a comic, you kind of go, right, okay, that's you, you can't tell the story. But here it's like hammer home a point. That's it's right. Kind of like, it's beautiful. Take that. Drop mic. Vance Scriver is you know. really great. Ethan Vance Scriver is amazing because he also did um, the Flash Rebirth yeah. as well. Did he do a chunk of the ongoing or was that... No, it's uh, Ivan, Ivan Rice. Rice. I think Ivan Rice does most of the ongoing. Ivan Rice and Joe ongoing. Prado did that as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, But he's an amazing artist and it's probably his attention to detail is why he works best in a, a six-issue miniseries. I think he'd probably struggle to do an ongoing. But... Uh, it's phenomenal. I mean, even just the, the simpler pages when you get, you know, Sinestro and Hal going head to head, just the, the use of colour, the use of that, that contrast of yellow versus green just all over the yeah. whole page. It's amazing. It's amazing work. And, and it sort of builds up to, as you said, these great blockbuster moments. Yeah, I mean, That's like the cool thing about like uh, Jeff Johns in general. Like uh, if you compare him to like Brian Michael Bendis or a lot of other writers yeah. out there. Like even Shh, in Don't the, mention Bendis around Jamie. Or Scott yeah. Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Bendis and Hal Jordan, same list. Yeah, it's like that, the kind of thing is like, like they know how to handle the page. They don't make you feel bored. They don't dump no. a ton of text in there. Like it's there to be entertaining. You know? This but, book, this book, like, it has to be said, does have the same issue that the Flash Rebirth has, which is coming into a cold, having no history at all. You've you know a lot of history. Mm. You get a lot of history. It does. You do mm. get caught up, but when you first start reading it, you're going, "Wait a minute, where am I? What am I doing here?" You know what's really interesting? Looking back at this and looking at some of John's recent work, if you read the first trade of uh, of Shazam in the New Fifty Two that he's written, it's he's clearly developed as a writer, and that is just picture perfect, cinema perfect, ready to go. You know that that Shazam trade is just amazing mm, mm. Um, and and he really doesn't have that problem anymore of you need to know the history he's happy to just introduce there's, people there's a book that came out I think it was about 20 odd issues into John's run uh, Secret Origins yep and he wrote I would recommend and some yes, trade editions yeah. have that in there with it I would recommend giving that a read first because it gives you a lot of how. That's Jordan. actually what I had to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. gives you that background knowledge. Because I'm I'm quite and new then, to Green Lantern. Like, yeah, and like I can imagine like people here in the audience listening that don't know Green Lantern. We're probably yeah. like well, sounding you're, you're like going through and crazy. reading the whole John's yeah. run at the moment. Aren't yeah, you? I'm in Brightest Day, which is like 300 issues from here. <laughs> like you know, and, and, and I'm still sitting here not really feeling like I know Green Lantern compared to you guys. You know, like. And There's it, a lot that you need to bring to this book. Yeah, you know? because all that stuff that I mentioned at the start, like the history with him slaughtering the Latin Corps and, and Zero Hour, which predated yeah. that, with the Parallax stuff and, and Final Night and Day of Judgment, over the course of 20 years led up to this, mm. this moment. It's, you know? really, it's really quite amazing in comics history just to take it all, take it all in, really. I mean, yeah. I was reading Superman at the time because, you know, Fall of Superman, Death of Superman, Reign of the Superman... Uh, so, you know, you sort of saw what was going Mullet on Superman. with Jordan. <laughs> you saw what was going on with Jordan there, and it, it caused me to branch up and read Green Lantern yeah, for the yeah. first time devotedly, and, you know, I just never went back. I wish the same. That was kind of when I was reading reading comics a lot uh, the first time around, and I was, in a, I was a teenager when these were coming out, and, yeah, the whole death and rebirth of Superman thing was happening, and it was right. It was that destruction of Coast City, yeah. which happens in a... I don't know if it actually happens in a Latin book. It happens in a it Superman was, yeah. book. M- Mongol turned it into an engine to push That's the That's right, yeah. yeah. And that happens in the middle of this giant event. And to me, that was the hammer drop moment. That was kind of like, 
I've suddenly stopped. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I suddenly like, stopped caring just, about whether Superman comes back or not. What's this dude going to do? That's right. You and know? not only have they just destroyed a city, but they've destroyed another character's established city in yeah, the book. And you know? everybody he's ever known, you know, is yeah. just gone. Just and amazing. I love that. It's a great. It's a great redemption story because he was there trying to bring back, desperately bring back all these people he's lost. Couldn't do it. Sought to get more power to do that. And so he, you kind of understood why he went a little you, bit mad. You kind you know? of empathised. Look, I, I mean, for all that Sorry, I Sorry, can I just have that for the record? You empathised with Hal Jordan? For all that I don't like <laughs> Hal, you know, the story was so yeah. written that, you know, absolutely, yeah. it connected. You know what? I actually might recommend watching the DC movie in this context. The First Flight? The No, the, no, um, the, the, the Ryan the, Reynolds. The Ryan like, Reynolds this one. might be a good way to sort of get a, a head around the mythology. Yeah. And now this is where it's done good, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's good. It, it, it's a good jump. Look, that, introduces have, you to, that introduces you to the, the Green Lantern Corps. Oh, uh, like yeah, all we the stuff actually discussed this uh, last night. Like it's night. easy for us to sit here, sort of being like we kind of know Green Lantern, but if someone wants to pick it up off the shelf, it's an impossible. Yeah, well, task, Richard and I know. were discussing last night the Green Lantern film, and we were actually saying that yes, <laughs> don't get me wrong, it is not a good film, but. People who sit there and go, it's the worst film ever made. We started, Sorry, to, we started to rattle off names. Hold on one second. We started to rattle off names. Yeah. Going, okay, so Green Lantern is the worst film ever made. Let's go back to Dolph Lundgren in The Punisher. Let's go back to <laughs> Swamp Thing, Return of Swamp Steel. Thing, uh, Steel, Man yeah. Thing, Steel. <laughs> Every time I turn around, the joke is here now. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Steel? Was spectacular. <laughs> that was the pull quote. I believe that's the only pull quote they managed to get at the time. Was steel is spectacular, and they'd misspelled it because it's not what I, I described. Speaking of Shaquille, oh. when's on Kazam going to make a comeback? <laughs> Kazam reboot. He sh- they should incorporate him into the Marvel U. I wonder if you can this get that on Blu-ray. All new Kazam. <laughs> Kazam: Dawn of Justice. I want to see that one. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. So look, I mean, would we- why are you rolling a dice? I wanted. I we got bored during our own show. <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone doing? We're doing okay, yeah. Oh no, I just saw Red Hood without his mask on, and that that, give that blew the illusion. That blew the illusion. But now he's back, and he's like the, a red stig. Look, it's the Green, nice. <laughs> the Green Lantern movie wasn't wasn't by any stretch of the imagination great, but no, you know, like it had its moments. Mark Strong as Sinestro was fun. He was fantastic. You yeah, know, and and. Jeffrey Rush's voice is always good to hear. And Killer Wild looked pretty good. I'll go on record you know? as saying that Ryan, Ryan Reynolds was not actually the problem with that. I know, film. right? No, no, no. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, the damn I think the script was the mask. bigger issue. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't get over the mask. I'm still annoyed about it. <laughs> the mask is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I see that kind of thing where it's like if you have to CGI something that you could easily just grab off the street... It really annoys me. Like in the Fantastic Four trailer, the new one, you see a shot of the Baxter building and it's a CGI building. Mm. You, know, you couldn't find a building? Like, <laughs> really? Like, <laughs> God damn them for doing Avengers Tower. Buildings don't look like right? buildings in movies. You've got to tape a bunch of cats together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't be bothered erecting a Baxter sign. No, I'll just CG One thing it. that is, oh, one thing that is interesting These is things cost like $50,000 for a <laughs> second of footage. Like. It's a union thing, man. It's a union <laughs> <Yeah>. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, you're going to say. I was going to say, uh, if, we're, if we're building towards Justice League in, in Batman, Superman, are you going to say it or not? Dawn of Justice. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we're building towards the Justice League in that, they haven't put Green Lantern in. They haven't cast him. They haven't suggested anything about him. Are they just trying to move on and forget Green Lantern because the I movie actually no, there's a Green Lantern movie there's coming a, out. There's a standalone Green Lantern movie after Justice League, I believe. 2020, I'm being told from the audience. There are yeah. like 10 writers working on it right now. 
One of them will win. They only need one. Jeff Two riders Jeff enter one. Dave Longo wins. and I were discussing before the show that we should have like an American Idol yes. type show for the DC yeah. uh, Cinematic Universe, was, and, yeah, and the winner was, would actually yeah. get to write the movie. Because yeah. there's, there's <laughs> news think, now. Like, I uh, think actually, no. I think the loser would get to write the <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. Wasn't it? Well, like, what's the story? It's like uh, the in there's the Hollywood Reporter did an article like showing how the writing process for Aquaman and Wonder Woman works, right? Well, they're basically saying that uh, DC has been so so fast to try and copy the Marvel model of a cinematic universe that they haven't actually thought about the one thing that they need, which mm. is one person to kind of guide yeah. the entire universe together. So they're all being made in a vacuum. Mm. And, and so this wonderful yeah. universe that they're trying like to make, read, nobody actually is talking to each other. I read something which was like uh, how they go about it is like they hire four writers to do the first act of an Aquaman. And then they pick the best first act and they hire that writer to complete the screenplay. Spectacular way to make a movie. Like, that's amazing. Like, Project Greenlight was a show that's like so <laughs> close to this. Like, get like any writer off the street. Like, you get 30 seconds to pitch your Aquaman movie. It's like then, that book yeah. that got written on Twitter where different people wrote each 140 characters. Yeah. So the book made no sense by yeah. the end. Yeah. Of you know that. who would win, though? It'd be like, I'd walk in on that show. So and that was I'd 50 be... Shades of Grey, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'd walk in on that show and I'd be like, my pitch is this Jason Momoa, Aquaman. <laughs> and then everybody would like turn off the show, but the executives would sign it off. You yeah. Know? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. I'd sign it'd it'd be the inverse. Like the poorest <laughs> singers of American Idol are actually the better writers, you know? Yeah. For sure, if the, they are, the, the, the winner, it, the Idol show would just be pitches, yeah. not actually a script. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Idol. Jamie, we're just getting That's carried right. away. For sure, if they are looking for someone to head up a cinematic universe, Jeff Johns has got to be the go-to guy, right? Yeah. Like he's just done so. Well, much that's what that's what they said in the article. Yeah. They, they said in the years. article that him and Zack Snyder are kind of butting heads a bit on the direction to take it. Yeah. So I'm just going to stop you there because I think we've just started talking to ourselves and, it, and ignoring the fact that we've got these people sitting here in front of us. Who cares? I want to move on. <laughs> I care. We're only in the first can we, can part can of we the 10-hour show. Can we wrap up I mean, the book? I want to wrap up the book and say this Uh-oh. is... Hip, hip! This is an essential book. In fact, I would call it... This is Comics 101. It absolutely is. This is Definitely. an essential book. You must read this. If you want to read Green Lantern, if you want to read anything in the modern DCU, read this book. We are now at the point in the show, and I'm looking at you, sir. We're going to do two things. We're going to start giving stuff away. And uh, uh, John to the stage, please. We're gonna. It's time for a little segment I like to call. It's John D's geek-related challenge, or something. <laughs> I promised you could come on to that. But you didn't have to walk that far. <laughs> so I no, I was sitting in the front row. It didn't really work. <laughs> Gentlemen, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, JD. It's better than the last time. <laughs> now, John D is mentioned on a regular, an alarmingly regular basis on the show. It's an almost disturbing level of. In name fact, drops. we have a contractual obligation to mention him. Absolutely, so. you do. One could almost so, say weekly. We each week we we, try, we sometimes fall down on this, but each week we try and issue each other a challenge of naming a little 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 little, little geeky quiz, which we've called John D's Geek Related Challenge or something. And this week, we actually have John D. live here to issue the challenge to us. JD. All right, gentlemen. We all love Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do I get any love for Wolverine? Who actually loves Wolverine and who thinks he's overrated? It's like one person likes Wolverine. <laughs> I think Fox... Hey, it's an audio show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. There was a man. Yeah, raise up. your hand. <laughs> 
Okay, okay. So nobody actually likes Wolverine outside of the marketing people. Okay, so in theory, if Wolverine finally snaps and decides to just cut sick and kill everybody, who are the three people you send to take him down? Ooh. Okay, my peaks before I go and sit down again. Because I'm spent after my Kyle Rayner moment. Yeah, you are. Okay, first one would be Daredevil to go and outmaneuver him, and because we've all just watched Daredevil and think he's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else loves Daredevil. It's <laughs> not just us. And also, Daredevil's about the only one with the same amount of heightened senses as the Wolverine to cool. you know, do his thing. You send in Rogue with her mutant power stealing power. That was Rogue, did you say? That was Rogue. That was yes. Rogue, yeah. Rogue to go in and steal his mutant healing factor. Mm. So, you know, can't heal from stuff. And then you just send in Magneto, a la Fatal Attractions, to rip his bone, to rip the metal out of his bones, and it kills him. Problem solved. Or alternatively, you just get really lazy and send in Professor X to wipe a his mind. violent but fitting end, John. It'll Thank work. You. It'll work. Okay, now, David, who, do you, who would you send in to take out Wolverine? Okay, so I actually had to think about this because we've actually seen Wolverine reduced to dust, basically, and still managed to heal himself. <laughs> yes. So I thought the first thing you got to do is actually get that healing power gone. So Scarlet Witch comes mm. up and hexes him and mm. removes his healing power. No more healing power. Mm, it's starting to sound familiar. Yep. So after his healing power is gone, Magneto comes in exactly the same as John D. We should have uh, spoken before the show and actually remove all of the adamantium from his body, which should kill him at that point, um, and turn it into an urn. We then have the Human Torch come in and vaporize him. Vapor. Now, I've actually cheated a little bit. Yeah. And I've actually added a fourth person because I can't do a list without her. And then you get Power Girl to throw that urn into space. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Uh, I've, I've taken a slightly different path. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'd, first of all, I'd send in a Fox executive from 20th Century Fox <laughs> to, just to run him into the ground from overuse. Uh, then I'd get Director Gavin Hood from the critically acclaimed <laughs> X-Men Origins Wolverine. Because that would that would put you know that would kind of run him into ground a little bit further and, and people would just abandon him morally. Um, then finally, I'd finish him off with the internet forums, who, who who would turn against him. Now they won't kill him, but his career would be over. So I, that that was my approach. That was my approach. I have to follow that, and it's annoying because I was going to do the same kind of thing. <laughs> Mine was like Josh Trank, Zack Snyder, like you know, like it was all David S. Goya. Yeah, uh, we just heard that Josh Trank yeah, walked did. from Star yeah. Wars. So, oh, and he, he, was he, one he really was going to walk, or was he pushed? No, he well, he had to have been. He would have been too high to walk. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jamie, I feel bad for I Josh Trank. Though. We should talk I, about I, that. I sort of wrote sure. a story in my head, which was that the, 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 you've got to have the reason that Wolverine snaps yeah. and so it's mid-combat and Jean Grey is trying to talk him down because he's gone into a berserker rage and he eviscerates her and the grief of this actually is what causes him to snap Ooh. then to, to, mo- to sort of motivate the other heroes to take him down you need someone who's really really going to speak well and orate and get them moving and I thought who better than She-Hulk who is a lawyer uh, <laughs> and, and can also hold herself in a fight but then the person who comes in at the end and has to just literally tear his head off and throw it away, the one person that I would get to in that situation, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman she to take is down more Wolverine. than capable, yes. Yeah. Wow. But what about his healing factor, sir? 
What about his healing factor? Well, you know, she can just stand there swinging his head around like a lasso. <laughs> She'd have to keep his head permanently in a, <laughs> I, in I a think, jar somewhere. I, I think. think she's also the god of war. She can probably get it to another dimension or something. It, it's That's okay. true. That's just true. Just stand there and shoot him in okay. the head every time he regenerates. Now, uh, <laughs> stay down. Stay down. Stay down. So have stay we got... Uh, we're going to start just throwing these out to the audience for now. Woo! Woo! <laughs> um, prizes. Yay! <laughs> Yay, we throw things at you. That's the kind of show we are. That's an occupational health and safety have hazard we, have right we got, there. We, we should clarify that we were to give throwing out toys. We, we have some prizes <laughs> to give out here, yeah. We've got some prizes to give out. If someone has their own idea about how they would get rid of Wolverine in, in a practical or completely silly way, we've got two bags full of prizes here. There is a major prize coming as well for the thing. Would you like to come up to the microphone, sir? Come or could we hand the... Give the man a round of applause. Woo! Yay. Uh, it's uh, his st- birthday. State your name, please. So the obvious thing is we get Pace Pot Pete to kind of <laughs> stick him in one spot and then Quicksilver to run in with Rogue as a flail to remove the healing factor and kill him slowly. Very nice, very nice. And I, I obviously want to give you all the prizes for a mention of Pace Pot Pete, <laughs> which is brilliant. Here is Here a ton of your free prize books, back, sir. Who else would like a Thank shot you. of this? All right, up the back. The, the, you, idea, the idea of Wolverine dying... To Pace Pot Pete is just it's it's, it's magical. That's isn't it? the that's the next movie right there. Uh, state your name. Oh, you're gonna you talk about Hal, aren't you? And <laughs> strangely enough, yeah, I can do it in one Hal Jordan. Not only can you just make a giant boxing glove and smack him in the fu- and smack him into the air, but Jamie would be sitting there watching it, just going. <laughs> Some can it be written by Brian Michael Bendis as well? <laughs> Let's be honest, let's be honest. If, if we got the Ryan Reynolds version, it's going to take so much pity on him. Let me win, let me win. Yeah, definitely helps. Thank you, sir. Your, uh, your prize back. Thank you for playing. Oh, God, that's heavy. Oh, my God. There you uh, go. Heavy one for you. My spindly little arms. That is another edition of uh, no, it's it's John D's Geek-Related oh, yeah. Challenge. Oh, no, or something. <laughs> oh, no, not yet, because we've got... Has everyone got a raffle ticket? Who didn't get a raffle ticket? All the gamers out there, too. You've all got raffle tickets. Check your raffle tickets, people. Hands for raffle tickets. This is gripping radio, this is. I'm just mixing them here. I'm just mixing them. Talk amongst yourselves. It's pretty good radio. I mean, we've we've heard the sound of things being thrown at people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to draw here. Who wants to come in? Um, um, There's a couple in the corner. Where's where's, where's my son? He's too hard to get to. We'll have to do it ourselves. Here you go. Have another. Oh, John D's going to do it. Okay. Uh, You attention. John, for those who don't know, John D actually did the drawing at Comic-Con for us Comic-Con last year, yeah. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Ready. Funnily enough, all the tickets are green. Hang on, and the number is? Number is C. C? No, that's the letter. C32. C32. C30. Can anyone Check see C32? C32. We have a winner over there who's right. not paying attention to While us anyway. he's coming <laughs> down, can you tell us about this prize pack, please? The fabulous prize pack. Is This is what you're receiving. Can you pass me that green bag, please? It's a green bag. Okay, now what you have won here is a collection of things I found when I was cleaning. So, you have several posters from blockbuster movies of the last couple of years. You have... Wait for it, sir. Wait for it. You have a water bottle from Journey 2, the mysterious island. (laughs) That Uh, had the rock in it. You have a safety razor from Man of Steel. With with a two-for-one movie ticket, which we're sure has which expired. Which I'm pretty sure is expired. What were you saying? Is like you were saying you could we kill have, yourself after you watched it? We have it. here <laughs> some X-Men First Class gum. Now, it expired in 2012. But 
don't eat it, chew the but gum. it's a collectible. But it it might go on eBay. <laughs> we have, and I'm sure you're going to love this, it is a prize pack from Yogi Bear film, uh, which includes uh, Yogi Bear and hey, boo boo, bandages, a sticker booklet, and a T-shirt that says smarter than the average bear. Because that's what it's he is. It's worth it just for that. But um, it, it does look like Yogi Bear's colostomy bag. You have to, to, to kick you off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you have a Man of Steel stubby holder. <laughs> you have a, a Batman mask, which today there's a cosplay prize, so you might be able to give, get into there that. Is. Uh, there's you, a couple of rings in there. You have a couple of lantern rings. You have a blue, a red, and a white. La- blue, a red, and a right, white. White? White? Lantern ring. And finally, you have three trade paperbacks from my favourite character, Green Arrow. So, the most valuable yes. part of it. <laughs> so congratulations. What is your name, sir? Jack. I'm Jack. Jack. Jack, congr- congratulations on winning the first annual Richard's Cleaning Out His Room <laughs> prize bag. Hey. <laughs> Round of applause for him. One of those in. There <laughs> you go. So, all right, while well, you package it up, so hang on. and it's in a big green bag. Oh, and of course, it is in a, a bag taken directly from the 2011 Green Lantern film. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you for playing. Thank you. Right. What do we do now? Now, I did actually <laughs> say to them when I was handing out the tickets, you're going to win crap. So, there you go. Yeah. And yes, you did, sir. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. We did not lie. That's true. Green Arrow was pretty awesome. They were good. There was about sixty dollars worth of the trades razor. in there. I think the razor is my favorite. <laughs> razor it was amazing. Yeah. How? But, but I don't think the irony is that Superman could not shave. No. Because no. yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, really. Yeah. So that's why they gave him away. That's just why they gave him away. <laughs> so, so just quickly, guys. Yeah. I tweeted this morning that uh, that we were having this show. Yes. And Jeff Johns favorited the tweet. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so Jeff Johns is the man. He, he's a fan. He is. He is a fan. He's a fan. Yeah. He will be after the show where we just gushed over his book <laughs> for, for twenty minutes. He's um, like, I hate Bendis too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, don't don't retag this to Brian Michael Bendis because uh, I actually quite like his work. So do I. <laughs> so. Uh, um, and I quite like Hal Jordan. I'm sorry. Like his old As we said at the top of the show, we do this every week. We are a weekly podcast. We go out at behindthepanels.net. You can also find us on iTunes. Next week, we were doing a book by a fellow named Alan Moore. Wow. And it's also co-written by Malcolm McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book called Fashion Beast. So, oh, this is the book I've been trying to get you to read for ages. Yeah, I know, yeah, but I okay. thought, you know, I may as well do it. We okay, do a weekly cool. podcast. We may as well do it. <laughs> so that's what we'll be talking about next week. We go, as I said, we go out live on iTunes or BehindThePanels.net. But uh, the other the other two shows you should listen out to on the Geek Actually Network are the new, all-new Geek Actually show. Oh. Hey, we have, hey, we have yay. <laughs> It's working! <laughs> so you're the listener. <laughs> Your digital angel. <laughs> well, digital angel, come it's, to your first it's live nice show. Nice to Thank finally you. meet you. Uh. <laughs> hey, for, have those you guys... who, for those listening at home, digital angel has been a listener since we used to do the live show. She used to be a regular in our chat oh, room. I remember those. We're coming back eventually. I promise. <laughs> just, yeah. just out of interest. So, so we're just taking over here. This is a live, no, no, no. Show. live stream. I live know, stream. Live stream. <laughs> uh, so you can do this from the comfort of your own home, but you won't get to win things. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so the mind boggles. The mind boggles. <laughs> we're normally pantsless while we're doing this. This is this is dressed up for us. That's why uh, there's long tablecloths. <laughs> the other show that's coming back, of course, is my other show, Podcast Pillow Fort, which is no cheers for that. <laughs> <laughs> is there love for Podcast Pillow Woo! Fort? Yay! 
uh, which is Three a podcast four people, yeah. about podcasts. That's coming back next week, we think. It so. may just be too meta for its own <laughs> <laughs> It's not really a cheering show. It's a sit-down comfortably with a book and a cup of tea show. It's, it's an Are You Sitting Comfortably show. <laughs> I also look out on a feed. I went, <laughs> I went to Emerald City Comic Con a couple of weeks ago, and I did an interview with Mike Grell, the, one of the authors of the, the best Green Arrow run ever. And I uh, that will be going out on our feed in oh, about a week or so. I was thinking Wednesday. This actually, Wednesday. Yeah. So about two days after this show comes out, look out for that as well. It was, he was an awesome guy, uh, wants to come out to Australia. And Should it was so much throw fun. it out there as well. Just for the live people because the, by the time this show comes out, it'll be out. There is a gig actually for this week as well. It's just a few days late. Yes. It is coming out still though. Have you had any entries for that competition? Which competition? Uh, yes, that? yes. Oh. Uh, we've actually got a winner, but I won't announce it here. I'll announce it on yeah, uh, Geek Actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, for the for the uh, pop vinyl Klingon. Yes. Yeah, yes yeah. If you want to uh, win things, listen to that show as well. Yeah, we, we're giving stuff we'll away. Mail them out so you can sit in your room, and, a, and a, <laughs> a postman will come and bring you things. Where, where do you get those cool prizes? There you go. <laughs> PJ Cosplay. That's what we're looking forward to. Sorry. PJ Cosplay. Absolutely. Actually, it's the name of my new band. PJ Cosplay. PG, co- PG, PG Cosplay. Hey, PG Cosplay. I think it's an opportunity for us to clear out our rooms. Right? Yeah, I, think so. <laughs> I got lots of crap. I, I got a lot of toy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do: spring cleaning, and it's an excuse for a show. Do you accept donations? I think, I think, Dave, I think we'll bring back the giving away of um, of, uh, of secondhand DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kittens. That is it for a, another episode of Behind the Panels. Really. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's it. We've been going for four hours, dude. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cut out the rest. <laughs> so until next week, you can find us on BehindThePanels.net. You can find us all at our individual places from the show, uh, the links in the show notes. Uh, but until next week, I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. Dave Longo. And I'm Kyle Rayner. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's... I will edit that out to say... I thought I heard, Hal I heard Hal Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Behind the Panels. Behind the Panels is a production of GeekActually.com. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs>